0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Bucks tonight, uh, game two, getting ready to take on the Orlando Magic down in the bubble. They have not looked good since getting to the bubble. To talk more about it, uh, our good friend Steve Ashburn, our senior writer for NBA.com. Steve, uh, what we witnessed, I'm not going to say stunned, but the fact that they look a step slower than Orlando, their defense and their weak side defense was not good. Uh, it, it seems like there's a little bit of a pattern where teams are driving and then kicking it back out and hitting a lot of threes. And if you hit threes against the Bucks, you're going to beat them, and that seems to be the theme right now.
2: Well, yeah, Bill, it's a, um, you know, it, it, it's co I guess, to, uh, you know, to use the lingo. You say, well, you got to take what they give you. And the Bucks notoriously give, in essence, um, three-point shots. I mean, it's not, it's not entirely a uh, go-ahead, we dare you. You know, kind of an attitude, but if they're going to give up anything, that's what they give up. They pack the paint, and they, you know, Brook Lopez has gotten a lot of mileage and and, and a lot of praise, frankly, for the, his his defensive outcomes by dropping, you know, uh, back in in the pick and roll stuff. And so then, um, guys get better looks than maybe they do against some other teams that aren't as conscientious down low. And you know, you get a team that starts making those shots. Um, you might have a problem on your hands. And that's what happened in part, I think, to
1: uh, the Bucks in game one. So what do you look for? Is there adjustments in game two? Or, uh, you know, we had uh, Kenny Smith on yesterday who said, hey, he wouldn't do a whole lot only for the fact that, you know, the Bucks didn't have to really adjust or alter a lot of their shots because of what, uh, the Orlando Magic did to them, he said it's just they just missed. They just didn't play their game. So you kind of come out in game two with the same game plan. You just try to play your game, though. Do you think there's going to be a lot of adjustments, or do they just need to play their game?
2: Well, strategically, I don't imagine that there'll be a ton of uh, adjustments. I think that they probably figure between missing shots that they often make and um, playing harder. I mean, that was the number one theme, and you get that a lot. I mean, you know, the Lakers were getting it, the Clippers – after last night's loss to uh, Dallas, you know, whenever a, a lower seed beats a, a higher-seeded uh, team, you know, you get that, well, did you take them seriously enough? Did you play as hard as you should have? Did you feel a sense of urgency? And those are so mm-hmm. internal. I'm not even really comfortable um, spending a lot of time, you know, criticizing that. I, I do think in Milwaukee's case, though, and if this was, boy, they, they, they really kicked away the opening game of the playoffs. That's one thing, but there's a pattern here. This has been going on. Um, they're four and 10 since like, you know, the 2nd of March. If, if you go back now, I know that straddles a very big layoff, but uh, it seems as if some, you know, something was leaking away back then and they have not been able to uh, find it, um, you know, since they've been down in the bubble. And so I, I think that that's, that is a concern. And that's entirely of their own doing. I mean, Orlando, you know they'll they'll play better now. I think because they've gotten confidence. Um, you know they won their opener in the playoffs last year, beating Toronto in the first game of round one, and then they then they got swept. And so I think they have their guard up. They learned you know some lessons from that, and it's the Bucks' own fault that you know the Magic you know might be feeling a little bit high on themselves right now and 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 play better. But um, I think this is largely a matter of what's going on with the Bucks, and and you know do they you can't be lack of confidence and they're not lazy and they, they certainly can be presumed to have a fire for, you know, the NBA finals. So, you know, what is it? Do they feel like they have the answers when teams kind of neutralize Giannis in, in stretches? Um, You know, maybe they do, maybe they don't, Uh, you know, how they feel about that. And I think, I mean, what I would like to see is frankly, I'd like to see Giannis, and even like Chris Middleton, and assuming he's playing well, Eric Bledsoe, um, play longer minutes. I, just, I, I think the rotation, as valuable as depth has been to Milwaukee um, this season and last season, I just think you gotta, you got to go with your main guys and make sure that they're where they need to be, not just in conditioning, but just in the um, production. And you know um, they're not they're not being pushed minutes wise. And if if you're not going to dominate the team and sit down in the fourth quarter, I think you need to play longer minutes.
1: We saw Portland get a win. Obviously, uh, the Clippers have fallen. The Bucks have fallen. Is this partly in due do in part to a, maybe the byproduct of not having home court advantage that you're seeing these neutral sites not really benefit one or the other?
2: I think there's something to that. Um, you know, there is a there is a reason that teams play hard through 82 games that, you know, might not seem all that vital, but you know that at the end of that you're going to be rewarded. And the team that does the best gets the greatest reward where you get to be home most often through every round of the playoffs. And that's what the Bucks, you know, had accomplished last year and that's what they, you know, accomplished this year except there was no home court to be had. I'm not in the bubble, you know, I I see it. I see the the two-dimensional faces and and I hear the the piped in noise, and I don't think that can, you know, come close to replicating uh, what it's like to be in an NBA arena for a playoff game. Um, you know, it might it might sort of be a fine distraction or a, or a, an accessory uh, for those of us viewing on television now, but it's not it's not the home court. Um, I think there's other other bubble aspects to this. You're not traveling. Anything that you might have developed for your team as an advantage. Many of those have been stripped away because, OK, if you were a team that traveled really well and if you're a team that maybe had better chemistry or camaraderie than others and, and the Bucks have been all about that for two years because they go out to dine together, they, you know, they hang out. Other teams might go separate ways. Well, you're all thrown in together now and, and you're going to end up dining with your, your teammates, whether you would have chosen to or not, if you traveled well and, you know, had great plane rides and card games or whatever, you know, well, that's gone now. You're not traveling. Um, I just think that some of these things have, it's different. It's different enough that, you know, uh, this certainly home court is the biggest thing. That's what the bucks had coming their way and it's gone. Um, but some of these other intangibles, um, I think have changed and, um, you know, not to make excuses because it's the same for everyone. Um, but you know they might have had that on their side, and you know be able to fire back. On the other hand, Orlando uh, right now would be feeling, hey, they're playing with house money, right? They won a game in Milwaukee, and now they can play free and easy in Game Two, and you know, so so home court flips, and then then all of a sudden your advantage becomes a disadvantage. So at least the Bucks haven't put themselves in that pickle.
1: Uh, you're right about Orlando. They got the first win last year against the then. Uh, you know, uh, Toronto Raptors, uh, you know, you wonder how much you learn from that. The Bucks last year got off to a fast start. And then faltered. And then you wonder what, 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 you know, Orlando going to be able to do with getting that first victory and saying, okay, don't, don't get too high on yourself. And they're still going to be without Mo Bama. They're still going to be out without Jonathan Isaac. I mean, those guys are going to be out for the remainder of the postseason. So you talk about a team that got scrappy and just got it done and figured some things out. As, as much as you don't want to say it's a stunner for Milwaukee, it's really impressive for Orlando.
2: They did a good job. I mean, Aaron Gordon and Michael Carter-Williams also were out. As, as I understand it, Gordon is uh, questionable for today's game, and Carter-Williams is doubtful. Um, you know, I guess the, the match will no more later, but um, you know, they, they I guess they're playing the closest to a home court advantage. I mean, not that they would know it. They don't get to leave. Their, their people don't get to come in, and it's not the building where they normally play down there, but at least maybe they're used to the uh, uh, the climate and the, and the time zone. But um, no, they did they did fine. And frankly, you know they've got an asset in uh, Nikola Vucevic that um, you know can be a problem for Milwaukee because he he's dangerous inside and out. He can play traditional sort of low post a big man's game, uh, or he you know can take uh, his rival outside. And, and if Rick Lopez isn't going outside just out of, you know, uh, routine for Milwaukee's defense, then Vucevic is going to get better looks. He is, uh, you know, he essentially uh, topped Giannis' numbers in game one. So if he can cancel out Giannis Antetokounmpo in this series, all of a sudden, you know, you know other guys really do need to step up. And if there's any problem finding a sense of urgency for uh, this series, it ought to be there. I mean, you know, I'm a little... I'm a little tired of reading and even writing the um, – no, no, no. Chris Middleton is a solid uh, guy to ride shotgun to, uh, mm-hmm. to Giannis, and he, he's, he's fine as the second-best player on a championship-caliber team. I mean, it, you get those stories. You hear that stuff often, and, and they're, they're defenses of Middleton, but he can speak louder than any of the people in the media, allies or critics. You know, by coming out and having a better game than he had in game right. one, uh, and, and, and particularly now in game two.
1: Right. No, I completely agree with you. I, I think Middleton needs to play better. Some of their role players weren't shooting the ball extremely well. And Giannis didn't score for the last 11 minutes of the game for as good a numbers as he put up. I mean, he, he didn't really do a lot down the stretch to help this team specifically within, when they got it to within, you know, a, a point. So I, no, I completely agree with you. I think this whole team needs to, I hate to say wake up because it's so cliche, but for lack of a better term, the whole team needs to kind of wake up and, and just come out stronger in this ball game. Always great you know to talk I'm gonna, to you, Steve. Well, you know yeah, what go I'm ahead. Gonna
2: look for real quick. Just my, my starting thought here is when they talk about we need to be aggressive. You know, I don't want that to be Giannis. I don't want him to pick up too early offensive fouls. It's got to come from somebody else, and even if it right. means whistles. You know, knocking somebody over and getting you know getting called for it. Let it be somebody besides Giannis, because if he has to be their urgency and all their talent and production, that's not going to get them anywhere.
1: Yep, no doubt. Good stuff, Steve. Certainly appreciate it, okay? You got it, Bill. Talk to you later, pal. There you go. Steve Ashburner with uh, NBA.com, the senior writer there, and giving you a lowdown. He's like, look, I'm tired of defending Chris Middleton. The only way Chris Middleton going to get defended is if he comes out and plays well consistently in the postseason. That's basically it in the thumbnail version. So that's it. Steve joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844 PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com.
0: oh <sighs>